0: Well, welcome. We're in the studios today with attorney Chris Lavin here local in Lebanon. Chris is an attorney that deals specifically in probate. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Awesome. Chris, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, Mike, uh, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I came up uh, to the Ohio area to go to school. Uh, met the right girl. Uh, loved the area. So we settled down in Northern Kentucky. So you're a Texan. Yes, sir. <laughs> Not a native Texan, but uh, I grew up there.
0: Really? So from what
1: ages? Uh, from about
0: 5 to 18. Oh, wow. So how does, uh, were you in like Dallas? Where were you at again? We were in Dallas, yeah. Okay, in, in Dallas proper. Uh, yeah, northern Dallas, right, right inside the inner S- city. So from this little town, you know, comparing it to Dallas, it's got to be I like, night and day.
1: Yeah, but when I grew up in Dallas, it wasn't what it is today. I mean, it had a two-lane highway. Now it has an eight-lane highway. So it was it was, it was, was a lot smaller back then.
0: Now, are you old enough to remember the show, Dallas? Very much so, yeah. Okay, were That's you out there during that time?
1: Uh, yes, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How was that experience?
1: Oh, uh, that was interesting. Uh, that wasn't really Dallas, if you want to know the truth. Right. Uh, Dallas was a little more suburban, uh-huh. not, not the big ranches that you see on the show. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't old enough to know if that was going on with the uh, – the the guys and the girls but uh um yeah it was it was interesting
0: so did you ever find out who killed jr <laughs> <laughs> i missed that episode believe it
1: or not i think i had to go to bed but
0: <laughs> wow that's a throwback there so welcome to lebanon so when did you get here
1: uh we i've been here since about 1999 mm-hmm. and uh opened the office then and uh, we were originally on uh, the other side of uh, Main Street, uh, 130, mm-hmm. and uh, now I think it's a, a doctor's office. At the time, it was us in the Hinkle Schuller building next door. Um, and then we migrated over to uh, Cherry Street, mm-hmm. a house there, historic home. Kind of outgrew that, looked for a lot of space, and uh, now we're down on Mulberry Street, right here uh, the back parking lot with the Golden Lamb and Mr. Clary's sign. So.
0: Wow. So where did you go to school for law? I went to school at the
1: University of Dayton for law, mm-hmm. um, graduated there in 96, worked at a, a non-profit organization in Cincinnati mm-hmm. practicing elder law, which uh-huh. is what we practice today, and kind of migrated out to, to private practice. So,
0: Now, when you're going through law school, how do you decide, like, do you want to be a criminal guy? Did you watch Matlock? I mean, did you... How did you decide? Y- you
1: don't. I mean, it's it's unfortunately it's not that organized. You just want to get through school, <laughs> pass the
0: bar, and then
1: figure it out.
0: <laughs> the bar exam is pretty tough. I don't it, know.
1: it is, and if you don't pass the bar, then you you don't get to decide anything. So now, uh,
0: now the bar is that general uh, information. Is that how that works?
1: It is. It, it's a competency test. It's a three day test in Columbus. They only give it twice a year, and it uh, puts you through the paces. It's stressful. Yes. How long is that exam? Three uh, days. But th- how many hours? Uh, Probably from, I think, 9 in the morning to about 2 in the afternoon, and then the last days till noon. Wow. Um, yeah, and you're kind of locked into your... And
0: then you probably don't get your results for six months or something. You crazy. don't.
1: <laughs> you take it in July and you get your results at Halloween, believe it or not. Really? Yeah.
0: Man, that's a long time to wait. <laughs>
1: it is. And and in the old days, you had to just call and uh, um, and you wait for the operator, and she just says yes or no, uh-huh. and then you're done. Nowadays, I think you can get online and look, but... It was a little yeah.
0: I bet the operators didn't like those calls. No, and they say, (laughs) "Well, why did why didn't I pass?" (laughs) Yeah,
1: and everybody starts calling at eight o'clock, and you can't get through till nine, and yeah, it adds to it. It Adds to the fun.
0: Yeah. Now, do you have any uh, partners with you, or are you a one-man show? Uh, have
1: have. Uh, two other attorneys with the firm um so uh we have an office here and an office up in the uh columbus area new albany uh-huh. uh we try and keep it a, a smaller firm um and our type of practice uh it's it's mostly uh, uh, associate driven so we have a lot of support staff that's very important paralegals uh, um um you know that
0: that, that type of service so. right so if you're wondering about uh your will uh, or what's going to happen in reference to your assets, correct, when you when you pass. Yes, sir. They would come see uh, you. Yes. And what kind of questions do you throw at them at that point? Well, um, at the stage
1: when we're preparing the will, it, it's a pretty uh, designed interview process. Um, you know, it's designed to get a lot of clerical information, names, addresses, old legal forms. But what's not clerical is getting the wishes and uh, who the family uh wants in place and uh who they want to help assist and where things go and don't go i kind of step aside a little bit in that area and let one of my uh uh, paralegals help with that because they speak better english than me and seem to get the information a lot more better than i do then i take it back and take that information to draft the documents Uh i think if i'm sitting across from the client it becomes maybe a little more tense or Mm -hmm. um you know um Sterile, so I, I don't want them to think they have to give me the right answer. I want them to just talk right. and let's get their wishes and we'll find out folks are worried because a child has a has a has a tough marriage or a substance problem or a disability or worried about the grandbabies and and they often don't tell me that they right. tell me a b c right.
0: Like adoptive kids that come into play. Exactly. Divorcees and all that stuff. Second
1: marriages with older clients, and they kind of have their agreement, I say. He has this, what he brought to the marriage, and she has that. And they want to be very careful with that, but be
0: sensitive to each other. Mm -hmm. So as a person looking into this, maybe for the first time, what is your uh, kind of... uh, not legal guidance at this particular moment, but how would you steer them into the right conversation?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great point. I mean, nowadays and what's going on today, unfortunately, uh, we want you to have the right paperwork, I say. Unfortunately, it's a legal world, and if you don't have the right papers, you, you can't get the job done. We're getting phone calls from nursing homes, hospitals, financial planners saying, I'd love to help Mike and his family, but he doesn't have the right power of attorney. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll sit down and I start with that foundation. That's you know, how you build the house. Let's say, okay, here's what you need no matter what. Mm-hmm a will certain power of attorneys directives and, and once they kind of get into that process then we kind of gain well maybe they need to go this way or that way with an additional document and but we don't really know that till we get to know them better but will power of attorneys are i don't say required but important for us everybody
0: gotcha so have you run across anything that uh left you scratching your head like i'm not sure how to handle this one
1: Yeah, uh, (laughs) uh, too many stories to tell. I can never (laughs) say names, unfortunately, but uh, uh, we've had some interesting um, donations to charities where it has to be very specific. Uh, um, uh, We've had some folks who want to provide for their pets, and that's very important, but it has to be very specific. Uh, I don't want to say they sometimes treat the dogs better than the children, but saw that in one case. Um, Yeah, but other than that, it's just uh, pretty
0: typical. So... If you can ever disclose what dog got the biggest inheritance, I want to adopt that dog. I'm just saying. (laughs) It it is a local dog. (laughs) uh,
1: Probably seen it prancing around, but uh, (laughs) all fluffy, but yes, sir.
0: Featured uh, on the cover of Fancy. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Riding shotgun in a car at the the roof down.
0: Yeah. All right, so you have two offices, and the one up toward Columbus is where again? Uh, New Albany, Ohio. And what what caused that to kind of
1: launch uh, some partners up there that uh, liked our practice the way we approach things and said hey Chris can we mirror this up there we think there's a need up there New Albany is a, a, a kind of similar to, to Lebanon called a bedroom community they're gonna stay tight-knit um, pretty similar as far as values and structure and schools and families so and, and it's been working there so
0: what age group do you target specifically or would you like to target
1: well our typical clients Uh, Reaching the age of retirement, I'd say it's getting younger. I'd say mid-50s now. I'm seeing more folks 55, 56, but generally 62 to 82 is very typical. Our sweet spot's probably 68 to 75. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am seeing a lot of younger folks become in tune with this type of planning and documents. I always, for me, it's my second generation, too. I've been doing it for 20 years, so I've seen my clients now turn their children over to us and they see hey this work for mom and dad or this was important to mom and dad i think i need to do it with my family mm-hmm. they're going to do it a little differently at a younger age but they right. still say hey i need that, that paperwork
0: now do you act as an executor
1: or could act can but don't um that's a fiduciary responsibility uh we try to keep an arm's length transaction we have to settle uh you know help settle disputes or, or kind of mitigate families through that mediate them i should say but uh but no, we, we our philosophy is we try to keep it in the family as best as possible. The tough cases that you mentioned are when I'm I'm going through my list of questions with the family and they don't have children available or good relationships and maybe their child their their brother and sister are older than they are, then we'll turn it over to the professionals. Gotcha. But we try to keep it with son, daughter, uh grandbaby, so
0: Yeah. Now, what if uh, a person's out there thinking, well, I really don't have any assets. I yeah. don't really need to worry about this. What, what, what's your thoughts there? Well, I mean, they still have, they still have work to be done,
1: not, not what the Kennedys do. Uh, they're not going to get that, that technical, but, but they want a will so they can always state their wishes. And mm-hmm. I always say, hey, you know, um, I use your will as much during your lifetime as I do when you pass away uh, because it's what y- we know you want. So if you're not able to answer questions or, or the doctors are picking on you, you're not competent. And unfortunately, we have that situation with clients in the nursing home. And I'm talking to the five children. Right. And I've actually had this happen, Mike. Uh, a family came back to me later after we were putting a plan in place. And a son called me and said, Chris, I, I think we need to rethink things. And I said, what, what are we doing? He said, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I'm mom's favorite. I'm supposed to get that lake house at Indian Lake. I don't want to say that in front of my brothers or sisters. I pull out the will, and it says all five kids equally. That's where it's going. Mm-hmm. So we always want to make sure we're clear with your wishes. And if you don't have a larger estate or, or much to think about, then you definitely want to take care of your person, and that's those power of attorneys that are pretty important nowadays mm-hmm. for health and finance. Because mm-hmm. if you don't give someone permission to take care of you, the the court's going to do it for you.
0: That has a purpose, but it may not be what you want. All right, so getting in d- uh I don't like to promote fear, but on the opposite side, where you don't, you kind of neglect this and you don't pay any attention to this need, and then you pass. What happens at this particular moment? Good good question. Yeah. Uh, There's a process, and it's uh,
1: intestate. So the state has a protocol of how they're going to provide for you. Uh, and it might be typical to what you want my my spouse my children my m- my parents my my in-law my do they brothers. prioritize like that they do it kind of goes down the, i would say it goes to the spouse to children and if they're not available it goes back up the tree to to mom or dad and if your mom or dad a pass away it goes out to brothers sisters nieces nephews cousins so kind of goes up down out but so they have that and some folks say hey that's what i want anyway and and that's that's so that that would work or if you don't have someone who could help make decisions for health or finance, the powers of attorney, then we have a guardianship process. Uh, pretty good uh, court here in, in Lebanon, very good judge here, um, uh, very compassionate, listens to the families, Judge Kirby. And um, he'll make sure the right person or social worker at litem guardian is put in place to take care of you. So there is a, a safety net. But most folks say, hey, I'd rather have my brother talk to the doctors for me than...
0: Somebody else. Right. I remember not too long ago, one of my favorite performers, uh, Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Prince. So he passed and apparently he didn't have any of the end of care or end of life uh, scenarios going on in his mind because of his religious beliefs. They just didn't approach that. So in speaking to that, I'm not sure even where that went, other than I think his sister, I, I think, is un- under control. Do you, do you know anything? Oh, about? yeah,
1: yeah. His sister's in control, and that's why you start to hear his songs on commercials, and uh-huh. he'd never proved that during his lifetime. <laughs> They're just milking the estate, and uh, very similar. Uh, that happens to a lot of famous folks. I think Michael Jackson's estate was pretty similar, not clear there. Um, Prince was famous. So, yeah, um, you've got to have a
0: roadmap, I say. Yeah. Yeah, very very important to do so, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for coming in the studio. Do you have anything else to add or maybe a way to – I'm going to put a link on the bottom of this podcast so people can get a hold of you, but do you have any parting comments that you might be able to uh, uh, leave the uh, listeners with?
1: I just would like to tell folks – I know people love attorneys, believe me. Uh, We're we're (laughs) your favorite. Uh, I get that. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. wait, I
0: I, I got a joke for you. (laughs) What's, what's, What's black and brown and looks good on an attorney? I don't know. A a Doberman. There you go. I'm just kidding. No, that's a good one. So, yeah,
1: we're your favorite folks. We're a necessary evil, but don't be afraid of us. There is a purpose. I kind of say we're like visiting the dentist. You just want to get it done, get over with, and you're better for it. So uh, if you need help, don't be afraid. Attorneys aren't just for trouble, Uh, kind of headed off at the past.
0: no i i appreciate uh, attorneys and the ones that i have as friends i mean they they're very valuable and uh just guide you in so many things that you don't even think about but they protect you from the unknown and that's kind of what you're doing now and with the thought process of going into end-of-life care i'm sure you have a roadmap for that too because you, don't you have to spend down a certain amount of income sometimes to qualify for the medicaid medicare p- portion of that
1: yes sir And that's that's important, Mike, because it just happened this week, had a family come to us. And uh, I can always tell this, uh, uh, one loved one, say mom's in a nursing home, dad was in the office with his daughter, and he's scared to death about what he's going to have to live on. So my whole first responsibility is to explain to him the the rules, the statute, and say, no, they're not going to take the house, you get some money, you get some income. And I could see him kind of relax into, okay, now I can focus on what's important Let's get the, get the care from mom. I'm not too worried about the bill. Right. I kind of know that I'm not going to lose everything. So that, that's important to folks. But, yes, if you don't know the rules, uh, you'll, you'll lose it all.
0: Very important, especially with Social Security thrown in there and stuff. You, people just have so many questions. And, folks, if you have questions, please go see my friend over here at Lavin Law. Is it? Yes, sir. Lavin Law. Lavin Law. And you're located at where again? 27 Oh, West Mulberry. And what's a good phone number? Uh, it's
1: 513 257 0701
0: folks do yourself a favor and go see him it's never too late obviously if you're still breathing go <laughs> go check him out and it's never too uh early to go you know see what you need to establish and to plan for future events because you never know uh what might happen in life and you want your wishes carried out and this gentleman here can make sure that that happens yeah, thank you we appreciate you stopping in the studio appreciate it thank you mike all right you've been listening to let's talk your host mike myers